Welcome to the Field World Podcast. There you go. I left my wallet in the ocean. That 40 bucks is lost. All right, all right, and welcome to the first official episode of the Field Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Jim MacArthur. And go ahead, take off your shoes, make yourself at home, and thank you so much for checking out this podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors, MacArthur Company, uh, and also, oh wait, well that's it, that's the only sponsor we got. So we got a very special guest, and this person, I've worked beside him for over 10 years, and I've known him for 35 years, lived in the same house with him for 22, and I'm talking about my dad. So we're going to go throughout his uh, career as a farmer, the ups and downs, and um, just kind of get where he started. So dad, why don't we start, well first, introduce yourself to our 100 listeners. I'm Larry MacArthur, and I'm Jim's father, and... I've always farmed my whole life. Your whole life. All right, great introduction there. And, Dad, you are 63. 63, right. Started farming in 1974. Oh, yes. So you've been in this for a while. Yeah. This is not your first rodeo. Oh, no. So let's start from the beginning. You're a little small kid, and you think farming's cool, I suppose, right? R- right, right. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. How'd you get it. started? Okay. Uh, when I was nine years old, Dad bought a farm down here in Bascom, and we moved on that farm. It was 160 acres, and that was basically where I got introduced to farming. So all I knew was the city life. So I moved me to the farm, and I just liked the farm. Daddy had a small herd of cattle, and then the row crop part of the farm, which was in the back 40, um, Uncle James Williams, he farmed that. Peanuts, corn, that kind of stuff. And Daddy just basically, mostly worked with cows. Gotcha. And you said 160 acres. So this would have been in the, what are we talking, in the 60s? Um, actually, probably around 63. 63. So that seems like here. a pile of land back then. I mean, 160 acres, that's a pretty good track. Or was that, was that a normal farm? Uh, yeah, that was, that was fairly a normal. The people that owned it before that, they retired and moved them along. And it's pretty interesting that Papa owned that land. He sold it to Judge Jones, correct? Judge Jones, right. And then we later ended up renting it and farming it for, what, 20 years or more? 20, 20 years, yes. 20 years. We did. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's kind of how you got your first uh, taste of farming. So as a, as a kid, was, was farming just always a passion? Was it something you always looked up to and said, hey, when I grow up, I want to be a farmer? Or was it just something that just kind of you kind of fell into? Well, I, from that kind of when I stayed around the farm down there, and we moved, Daddy built a house up here in Malone in 64. So we moved up here, and my aunt and uncle lived across the road there. That was Uncle James and Aunt Betty. And they had four kids. We always piled around with Uncle James when he was going around the farm and stuff like that. And Daddy had the cows, and we drove watermelons. You know, started back in the early, early 70s. We, he had a little patch of watermelons. Uncle James growed them, and then Daddy gathered them and sold them. That was how that worked. And so that's really our first hoeing watermelons. I reckon was my first job on the farm. Yep. All right, and so in 1974, that's officially when you started farming, right? Yes, it was. Um, Tell us about that. Was that, uh, what, planting soybeans, peanuts? What was your first crop? Peanuts was my first crop. 
I um, Daddy had about 10, 11 acres there at his house in the pasture. We tore it up, farmed it. Uncle James, right next to us, he rented us a field there of about 25 acres, and we farmed that that year. That was my first year that I farmed. So your first year, obviously, you didn't have any equipment. You're just starting out. Oh, no, um, no, no. I didn't, only... Only thing we had when I started out was Daddy had bought a little 135 Massey Ferguson for to use in the watermelons, and um, we had used it for that. So I had that tractor there. That we still have and still runs. Yes, yes, it's under the barn now. So that was been like what a 70, 72 or 73, 72, 73. maybe a 72. Yeah. All right. So you started the farm in '74. Mm-hmm. You know, progressively, I guess, just accrued a little more. Each year, each year, kind of building, building to the base of the farm. Right. Mm-hmm. At, at what point did you kind of shift from, I'm just kind of borrowing equipment, maybe mm-hmm. planting little peanuts here and there, to like, this is my full-time gig. Right. I'm, I'm no longer a part-time farmer. This is what I do 24-7. Okay. I had, you know, growing up, I had odd jobs. You know, I worked at uh, Paperboy for two years, Duff Eagle there in Malone. Were you a good Paperboy? Oh, yes. You didn't wreck the bike or nothing? Oh, yes. <laughs> But that's another whole story there. That's another podcast. I worked at the Coca-Cola plant when I was in school there for about, oh, about six months. That was a really experience to work with people like that. And um, then in 74, I wanted to farm. Daddy said, okay. And so, like I say, we got that land back um, from Uncle James and the one daddy had. Plus, we rented an additional 70 acres north, uh, south of um, Malone, and I farmed it. And down there, I had soybeans and had peanuts here at the house, and that was, you know, about 110 acres, all farmed with a 135. Wow. So with with a 135, so you're pulling a two-row peanut picker, I suppose, obviously. Oh, no. No? No, no? no peanut picker. A barred by first year crop was on... I borrowed Uncle James's cultivator and planters. Okay. And he had it was four row John Deere seventy one planters. That was my first crop planted with that with that right there. So Uncle James harvested your peanuts for you first um, couple of years. No. I believe Frank Fitch was selling peanuts. Daddy was was a manager at the mill in Malone. Mm-hmm. Frank Fitch sold peanuts there, Uncle James did too. But Frank was caught up and he come and picked our peanuts and we dried his peanuts and kind of swapped that out. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Kind of helped him out and he helped you out. Right, right. Uh, and then in the 80s, is this kind of when you branch out and now you've got your own tractor, you've got your own planter? Oh, yeah. Um, I used that planter for, say, three or four years and then, um, you know, upgraded to a better planter, better, just a planter that was on its own frame, right. like a cultivator. In 77, I bought a 4230 John Deere, brand new. That we still have. That we still have. And a disc and a breaking plow. And that's where I kind of got my start. And I picked up a few acres, rented here and a few acres there. And that was the first couple of years like that. All right. Well, let's talk about, so the 80s mm-hmm. was um, pretty good for farming in this in this community, right? I mean, right. as a whole. Right. Well, um, I'm going to say in about 77, 78, Daddy started selling irrigation, the travels. Travelers travel. And so. So he sold travelers? Travelers, right. Okay. And 
he sold them for about two or three years to the local farmers. And um, so we never didn't have a travel at that point. We just had a small acres of land. And then in we bought in 79, I bought across the road where my uncle lived, mm-hmm. 200 acres. And so that year we put in a, that well, that 79 was real wet fall year. That winter we put in a seven tower zematic pivot in that field behind the house there. Cleaned out the hedgerows and put that pivot in. And so that's where we got introduced to irrigation. And um, 1980 was a very difficult year. It was so wet in the spring we couldn't hardly get in the fields to plant. Finally we got in the fields, got the crop planted. In time it got up to about pegging size, the rain shut off. And it didn't rain hardly anymore that year. Hmm. Very little rain. It was the worst drought that they had ever been in this part of the country. In my in my generation. You said 1980? 1980. So I was five years not even born. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But thankfully you had the irrigation. Right. I had the irrigation behind the house there, and we made a very good corn crop. In the other half, we had peanuts. We made a very good peanut crop. Right which were really a lifesaver for us. So back in 80, was there, I take it, there wasn't very many irrigation systems in this community, right? They were just getting started, probably, first pivots were probably went in in the, I'm going to say 76, 77, 78, and that, that right there when the pivot started, got started. Right. Man, so 79, when you put that pivot in, that's 41 years ago. Right. And we still use the pivot today. What else can you buy that's 41 years old that you're still using? Not very many things. No, there's not. And, you know, we go off the tractor and you, we still got it. We still got, you know, the yeah. first tractor we bought in 72. I mean, stuff like that still works. Right. Good. Yeah. And then 85. Tell us about 85. Was that the best year of your life? Because someone was born in 85? 85. Well. Like in April, the month of April? April, yes, it, there was. Second. The, um, that's the month we plant peanuts. So everything was wide open, busy as we could be. And Pamela was pregnant with Jim. We didn't know it was Jim then. And so we get up, go to we go to start going to bed one night. And she was cramping and stuff. So we decided about ten o'clock it was time to go to the hospital. We make a quick trip to Dothan, and say like at six thirty, little baby boy will come out named Jim. Beautiful baby boy. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. at that time did you ever think that hey this boy might grow up to take over the farm one day well sure I like I mean, I mean i think that's every like father's aspiration like your son's gonna carry on the legacy of the farm right and um yeah. i mean this was my last shot because after jennifer i've had to beg six years to have another baby <laughs> so i mean i knew this was my last chance All right because jennifer was such a terrible baby well not so much <laughs> she was just a mama's baby a mama's baby. Yeah. She yeah. liked her. She loved her mama. Yeah. And I always thought it was cool because I always, you know, grew up on the farm mm-hmm. and would work, right. you know, off and on. But I was never like, I guess, like a hardcore farmer kid. You know, no. like, oh, this is what I want to do for sure. No, you but you never pushed me to farm. Like when no. I wanted to be in a rock band right. and move to Panama City, like mm-hmm. you never once said, hey, you should just come to the farm and work. No. no but uh, let's talk about when I did 
moved to Panama City. I'm right. going to school for video production. Mm-hmm. And then I meet Demera, which right. is now my wife, on a mm-hmm. cruise ship. Mm-hmm. So we go to Panama, long story short, lived there for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then we talk, and we're like, oh, man, this, you know, we're working at Sally Mae, which is not a fun job, but it's a job. And we live at the beach. But we're really kind of working a dead-end job and going nowhere. So I remember I was so nervous to talk to you. Cause like, I was talking to Mary, I was like, ah, I think I want to move back to the farm. And you got to remember, Damaris from Lexington, so she's from a city. So she's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to move to the farm. You know, I'm in Panama City. We're at the beach. So finally talked her into it. And then we went to the lake. We were all meeting up with Joanna and them mm-hmm. to the lake. And I remember I uh, like was going to talk to you about it all weekend. I was like, hey, man, what do you think about me coming back to the farm? And I finally said it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But were deep down, were you like, oh, man, this is awesome? Or were you like, mm, okay. Yeah, I was very excited. That, yeah. Because you know, I had always told, you know, the farm's here. If you want the farm, it's here. If it's right. not, you do what you want to do for a living. This is not what you have to do. Yeah. It yeah. was your choice completely. Yeah. I just thought that was always really cool. That yeah. You never, like, yeah, forced yeah, I was, me. Like, I, was, I was very excited when you, you need to farm. asked you know? me to come farming. You, you oh, did. yeah. I was. And it's worked out good. I think a lot of... um like father-son combo, some work, mm-hmm. some don't. That's right. But do you think this would work as well as it does, let's say if you were as involved as you were like in the 90s? Um, yeah, I think it would. think it would still work? Oh, yeah, it would yeah. still work, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move along. Okay. I've got some questions that I want to ask you. Your three first and three worst. Mm-hmm. So your three first, uh, let's start with your cab tractor. What was your first cab tractor? First cab tractor was 1985, 4450. 1985, that's the year I was born. Yep, that's right. That's year we got the first cab. Mm-hmm. So that was the first cab tractor. And I right. bet that was a huge improvement because, geez, before that, what, 4230? Right. Was what you had? So oh, yeah. Picking yeah, peanuts, eating dust, yeah. burning up. Mm-hmm. Now you've got AC, you've got a radio. Right. I mean, that's huge. Oh, yeah. That was that was real big at the time. All right. Uh, well, we've kind of already went over this. Your first mm-hmm. pivot install, we said, was a 1979 Zomatic right. uh, 7 Tower. Yep. All right. How about your first planter, the first planter that you bought? It was just a John Deere planter with just a plain, regular 71 planters, you know, single planter. Had a little chain. You had to change the sprockets on it to change the ratio. It was a very economical, it was a very good planter. All right. All right, now moving on to the three worst. Um, I know what you're going to say for the worst year. Obviously, it was 2018. Yes. Hurricane Michael. Um, by far. I mean, completely wrecked us. You yep. know, probably, what, 300 acres close to it, cotton that we didn't even pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we were pretty much done with peanuts, so we didn't mm-hmm. really lose a whole lot. The right. irrigation, what we had 10, 9 or 10 pivots completely flipped. Right, yeah, we did. Barns tore up. So besides mm-hmm. 2018, what, what do you think was your worst year on the farm? Um, when it comes to mine, kind of first, maybe because it's fresh on my mind, was 2013. Um, the wet year, I remember the wet that. year, right? We got the crop planted in the wet conditions, and then when we got ready to start putting out our fertilizer, spraying, and really getting the crop in good shape, it rained, 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 rained. And, I mean, it rained like every day or every other day for 30 days. And got real behind, but we did come back, catch up some on some of it, but this was not a very good year. 
Oh, I remember that. That's the year that Jordan got the sprayer stuck yep. at Beavis, and we had to call a wrecker to get it out. Oh yeah, that was eight. That was thirteen. And then as we're picking, uh, we're picking cotton, mm-hmm. and Jamie Peeler got the cotton picker stuck. Oh yeah. The same time we get the peanut picker stuck. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely a, not a good year. And you know, you think about it now, it was like thirteen. True. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah, 13, not a good number for that's sure. That's right. Uh, let's see. So that's the year tractor. Uh, this is going deep, but what do you think was your worst mistake on a farm? So this could be like a, a ran a tractor through a pivot or um, like messed up and sprayed some chemicals you shouldn't have or just made the wrong decision. Right. Well, you know, these several things, you know, um, you, you have a big decision to make. You have to weigh the ups and the downs of it and you know the only thing now i kind of look back you know we had a chance to buy some land close to us and you know we let it go but on the other hand back then we had all the land we could pay for we couldn't pay for any more land but our income did not let us buy all this land and you know if i could go back i think you know i would really try to get my acres bigger Take the risk and take, jump right, out there and right. get and, the land, yeah. even though maybe at the time it wasn't financially feasible. Right, exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. MacArthur Company has been locally owned and operated since 1982, a farm supply store with chemicals, feed, seed, and everything in between. They carry a wide selection of FRM feed and black gold dog food. Plants for your garden and bag fertilizer to get those vegetables looking great. Worms, crickets, tackle, and even propane for your grill. What are you waiting for? Come on over and give us a try. Open Monday through Saturday in the big old city of Malone, Florida. Scared of the Rona? Then no worries. Just give us a call at 850-569-5222 and we'll bring it right out to you. Or call Jesse directly at 1-800-JES. Hold up a second, Jim. Let's not forget about Jenny Lands, located inside of MacArthur Company. Ladies, does your wardrobe need a redo? Tired of looking like a stale bag of potatoes? Well, don't worry. Come on over to Jenny Lands and I'll get you dialed in with the latest fashions and trends. Of course, you can always shop online at JennyLands.com and check out our Instagram page at JennyLandsBoutique. Jenny Lands, come on over. I'll get you looking fancy. And we're back. All right. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I'm going to ask you a pretty hard-hitting question. Okay. So let's say if you could jump in a time machine when you're 18 and mm-hmm. an 18-year-old Larry could fast-forward to 2020 and see what you built this farm to be, mm-hmm. what, what do you think that 18-year-old Larry would say? Well, that's a really a very complicated question for me because, I mean... We ask the hard-hitting questions on the Field Rose podcast. Right, that's right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're 18, you're you're just starting anything, and, you know, you don't really think. You think about the future, but you don't mm-hmm. think 40 years later, you know, you're like, that's, you know, a long time. And, For sure. you know, I never, ever would have thought that it would have come as, you know, Technology has grown so much since we first started farming. The first big, big help to farmers was the cab tractor. Yeah. That was a big step in farming when I was working. You know, we had better sprayers, you know, we had um, high cycle sprayers, that kind of stuff. 
We had the vacuum back the vacuum planter John Deere put out. Plant your seed way more accurate than the old seventy one hundred. So before me interject before the vacuum, what what was before that? Oh, it was just a regular straight chain drive planting. Oh, okay. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think I think I believe the air planters come out probably somewhere in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. I think ninety one was maybe the first year we had a six row. Yeah. Gotcha. And you know, I never I never dreamed or never thought that farm would come as big and successful as it has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, to go along go along with that, you know, it took me forty years, forty five, forty four years yeah. to, you know, accumulate what I have now and you know Yeah. So it's a slow build. It wasn't it like was you jumped out right, there and right. started oh, no. farming fifteen hundred acres. No, no, no. You know, we started off with a right. Just very small, and the most I ever farmed was like 2,500 acres, you know. Yeah. And then 1990, I cut back and started farming closer to home. No, I went 19, it's like 2,000, right? Oh, 2,000. You're right, yeah. 1999, 2,000 yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. And uh, started farming home, let some reading land go. So yeah. what what led to that decision? Did you just like, oh, I've got more than I can do. I just want to cut Well, back, it just... Start it, enjoying life. Yeah, yeah, you know, just... It's um, more equipment you got, more tears up, more employees you got, you know. Yeah, more headaches. More headaches. And where my phone was ringing all the time, you know, hey, man, mm-hmm. can you bring me a bag of this? Can you tractor stuck over here? This is tore up. That's tore up. Yeah. And it just kind of got to where I was like, you know, hey, well, I need to slow down. I don't know how you ran a farm without a cell phone. Oh, yeah. It was, it was very. I mean, we've got three guys that, that work with us. Oh, yeah. Great guys. Right. And my phone rings all the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to logistically run a farm with no phone. Right. Right. Well, it 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 was. You just didn't know any different. Yeah. True. I mean, but you did have the bag phone in your truck in the what? Ninety two. I got. I got the that first you paid, phone what, I had. Six thousand bucks for or something crazy. Thousand dollars. <laughs> How much? Four thousand. Oh golly. And um, I mean, that was a pile of money back then. Did it I take mean, pictures? That phone. No, it mounted in your truck. It <laughs> stayed in your truck. And what? No pictures taken no on that. No pictures phone. in it. And it was what? Not a very clear phone. It was staticky. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's like seven one eight. But that was something when you was at Greenwood and you could call to the house. You know, say, "Hey, look, I'm gonna be late." Right. Before that, oh yeah, they were sitting at the house just wondering where you was at. Exactly. Didn't know when you was gonna be home. Well, that's like the story you always tell when you're. Mm-hmm. Uh, Distant at Turner's. Right. Oh, back yeah. when, uh, I don't even know if you and mom had kids yet. She oh, yeah. Sure oh, yeah. Did. We had kids. Oh, yeah. 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 And geez, it was like midnight, right? Right. And you were still distant and she, yeah. Papa mm-hmm. had to come get you. Yeah. <laughs> Pam woke up and got scared. I went home and called yeah. daddy. So I knew I was in trouble when daddy showed up at the field at 12 o'clock. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm still working, daddy. It's got need to be right. done. And so, you know, that's, that's how you got to worry around then. You had to get somebody, you know, it was just. Yeah board of math each other and i remember you had the um landline at the barn for the longest oh yeah we had five, a landline six, nine, in the barn five six five, nine six six nine right that was the number out there we had a phone there and you know but like that's you all said gone. If, that's all gone now right like you said if you didn't know any different that's, that's right. just, just that's how right. it was that's right exactly yep. mm-hmm. you know i often wonder you know you tell me oh man when I was farming, you know, we had to drive the tractors. Right. Exactly. You know, you've got it made now. We don't even have to drive the tractors. All you mm-hmm. got to do is turn around the ends. Yep. What am I going to tell my kids? You know, like, oh, uh-huh. you know, how much easier can it get? 
do you think there'll ever become a time where there's not even a man in the tractor and you just sit at home and watch your farm from your laptop? Uh, to a point, uh, it probably will. I mean, it's hard for me to still imagine now, you know, driving a tractor driving in the field without somebody in it. But, I mean, in Jim's future, I, you know, yeah. it's very possible. They're going to have to get better with some uh, internet service, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that'll be improved and everything. All right, well, let's switch gears a little bit. I've got some fun questions to ask you. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with would you rather jokes? Or not really jokes, just would you rather questions? Uh, yeah, right now I am. Okay, so this is would you rather. Yeah. Would you rather pull weeds in the middle of July? Uh-huh. I mean, 100 degrees, a hot day. Mm-hmm. We're talking 7 a.m., 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get all the drinks you want. Mm-hmm. Gatorades, mm-hmm. snacks. And you only get two 10-minute breaks. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be out there pooling. Mm-hmm. So you got to do that. Or would you rather cover yourself in honey and you have to get inside of the oat bin and shovel oats for only two hours with no break, covered in honey? No question. I mean, there's no... Neither one of them I'd like to do. You've got, you've got to pick one. You've got to pick one. You've got to no, pick one. I mean... Nobody would want to do neither one of them, but, you know, I don't know. Go ahead and get it over in two hours. You think so? But, God, you would be, you'd be covered in honey. And you know how itchy well, you know how you. You know how long a weed feel is pulling weeds? Yeah, I do. For 12 hours? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough one. I mean, that's really not know. a good choice, either one. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. I'm sure I'll have you on again. Thanks so much for being my first guest. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I did. You know? I did. It's kind of awkward to start with, but kind of once you get in the groove, right? we'll get better at it. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was my conversation with my dad, Larry MacArthur. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast through Google, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, should be coming out on iHeartRadio. Uh, what else? Apple Podcast. Uh, pretty much any platform you use to listen to podcasts, if you search, it should pull it up. Please give us a, a uh, review, subscribe to it. Anytime we send one out, you'll get a notification. And the best part is it's completely free. It doesn't cost you a dime. Super simple to download. And what else? Uh, we've got a website coming out. Uh, should be out by next Friday called fieldrose.com. It's going to have some um, articles I'm going to write about farming, all the podcast links, uh, and all the videos that we film. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. It used to be called Funny Farm, but now it's going to be known as Field Rose. So same content. The only thing is, it's names changed. It's going to be Field Rose from here on out. Everything Field Rose. Field Rose podcast, YouTube channel. It's got a website, Facebook group, all that. So look us up. Please become a part of it. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. So until next time, thanks so much. Bye.